You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Roberto, how you doing there, Buttercup? Having a good time? What's up, y'all? Sorry, man. I was weird. <laughs> the, the, the intro on my phone, it started like crackling up, man. <laughs> well, everybody, welcome back. We are sitting ringside. This is episode number 183. I'm Robert Villa, and as always with me, David Rodriguez, Mark Abbott Miller, and Rudy Lara. Guys, we are uh, premiering our new setup. Thanks to uh, Rudy for hooking this up. Uh, it's, it's looking fresh. It's looking clean. Everything looks cherry. I hope everybody can watch us. We look like we're in HD. I mean, this looks fucking badass, Rudy. You can see all my freckles. Yeah, <laughs> right on. Uh, David should be joining us here in a little bit, but before we get started, as always, quick shout out to HKA USA. Go to HKAUSA.com and check out their merch. Go support them. They support Fight Book MMA. They support a lot of fighters, as uh, as we do as well. So if you want to buy some boxing gloves with our logo on there, get your pair. We got the all white and my favorite one all black so go get them and if you can't find them on the store dm me and i can make it happen also to our live streaming partners flow combat fight tv espn plus the dome mma tv and of course shout out to all our uh, partner promotions that we work with really really close Go check them out in our partners tab. And also to Foxhound Fuel. Go to foxhoundfuel.com. Use our promo code FBMMA in all caps, please. You'll get a 20% of your uh, purchases. Also go to Bucked Up. Click the logo at the bottom of supporters at the website. We get a small kickback. Every dollar that we get goes back for this to happen. That's how we pay for our uh, podcast to keep uh, going. So go, please yeah. check them out. And 
pretty oh. soon pretty soon i just want to throw it in there man pretty soon we'll be able to uh just use your phone and scan the qr code to send yes. you directly to these products and these websites to our affiliates and our sponsors hell yeah a lot yeah we don't get a lot of money but whatever money we get it goes straight through the podcast that's how we pay for restream that's how we pay for everything that you see going on here um also if, uh, to the fellows out there go to john tyler click the logo use our discount fight book all caps for 20 percent off your entire purchase uh go check them out if you want to get some comfortable underwear that's the place to go um john tyler is a badass guy he's an awesome dude huge supporter of fightbook mma so go check them out please quick rundown of the events that are happening oh wait 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 before we get started um we don't have a guest tonight right but we might have a surprise guest david maybe yeah stay on the, <laughs> stay on the lookout whether you're watching and or listening well of course visually uh there may be mystery guests from time to time that may be joining the podcast you just never know who it might be so yeah you never know you just so, never know stay ready be a real fight fan stay <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, guys, let's do the quick rundown of the events that are happening this weekend. We have the MMA kickboxing grappling Muay Thai uh, category. First off, August 4th, live on Fightbook MMA, NFC 157, Mike Wilson versus Zach Cooper. Also on Fightbook MMA, Samurai MMA 7. Um, these two are going to be streaming live at the website. Go to fightbookmma.com. And on uh, August 4th, PFL 7, we have, uh, yeah, PFL 7 2023 playoffs. Also on August 4th, one fight night 13, Alazar versus Gregorian. And LFA 164, Mazo versus Lavado. Shout out to Sabina Mazo. She is a huge uh, friend of Fightbook MMA and at Sitting Ringside. Also, my buddy, from El Paso, uh, he's also going to be fighting on the card. And I think there's a couple other guys on there. I can't remember. But, uh, yeah, go check that out. Also, our friends, at uh, on August 6th, we have Combate Global, Mexico versus Spain. On the boxing, uh, bare knuckle and slap fighting category, August 4th, 4th, August 4th, in Northern Ireland, Belfast, ESPN+. Plus. Padraig McQuarrie versus Steve Woodall. And uh, also uh, live on ESPN Plus, we have Panama, in Panama City, Panama, Derek Cuevas versus Alberto Mosquera. Say that again. Which part? The mosquito. The mosquito. Um, <laughs> uh, Panama City, Panama, and ESPN Plus. Derek Cuevas versus Alberto Mosquera. And uh, live on the zone, Atlanta, Georgia, Elijah Pierce versus Mike Plania. And we cannot forget the most anticipated fight of the century this weekend, August 5th, live in Dallas, Texas, in streaming live on ESPN Plus pay per view. Jake Paul versus Nate Diaz. That's going to be a banger, guys. Well, maybe. And, of course, uh, we can't forget that same night there's going to be a title fight. Amanda Terrano versus Heather Hardy. 
They're fighting for Terranos Undisputed Women's Featherweight title. David, what do we say after all these uh, events, man? Okay, well, first and foremost, I do want to start out by saying if you didn't stay up all night last weekend, watch Super Rising, Rising, tweet about every fight, score every round, doing the most. You're 100% not a real fight fan if you didn't do that. But if you're not watching every single second of every round, every single event that Rob just mentioned, not a real fight fan. Not a real fight fan. Not a real fight fan. You got to yeah. be doing the fucking Friday challenges. Mm-hmm. And me and me and David missed it for some reason. I don't know why. Maybe it came up late last <laughs> week. We were like, did you see it? I didn't yeah, see it. No. So last week, got to admit, wasn't a real fight fan. But actually, I was because I watched every single second of every single fight. I just didn't, you know, there wasn't a, there wasn't a sandwich of the, of the night fight um, on that card last week. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah shout out to Jared. Was it Jared Kelly confirming that it was with the pickled cheesecake? So Dana White's going to keep eating like these abominations every Friday. And like Rudy said, you better be eating it during the fight twice on Sunday when you rewatch the fights. <laughs> and you got to do the most. You're not a real fight fan if you don't do it. You have to do the most, man, because if you don't, fuck you. You're not <laughs> a real fight fan. <laughs> uh, oh, shit. Not a real fight fan, folks. No. But uh, the events that took place in Salt Lake, I mean, it's crazy, too. Like, they always say Salt Lake City. Like, of course, it is at elevation, but it's, what, 4,000 feet. I mean, Rob, you're in Albuquerque. Mark, I'm not sure what the elevation is there. My home is 7,500 feet. So that Utah elevation, that ain't shit. Right, Rob? Hell no, man. (laughs) Elevation over here, you go to the Sandias, you're at 10,000 feet. Yep. 10,000 feet of uh, of elevation out there. And me and my wife hiked that mountain. Yeah, so, that's why, like, uh, it's a go-to mm-hmm. spot for, you know, all the Jackson Week fighters. Mm-hmm. There's several hills that they train up there. And, like, yeah, that yep. is definitely some real true uh, elevation training. And that's why a lot of people come to Jackson Week MMA in Albuquerque. And, yeah, man, that's why, for sure, 4,000 feet, not quite the elevation, but still, like, yeah. Utah. Man, if I go out there at 4,000 feet. <laughs> but Rudy said no sandwiches needed. The card itself. Wow. I don't know, man. Like, I mean, shoot. Starting with the main event, though. I mean, if these guys fight like nine or ten times, like what? You guys think it would be like a five and five deal or what? I mean, Justin uh, Corbin. Maybe. Yeah, unfortunately, the, the head kick KO finishes – that's the new thing in Utah, right? Like somebody's going to get finished with a head kick. And kind of the last thing anybody seen coming was Justin Gaethje head kicking Dustin Poirier. Man, Herb Dean dropping the people's elbow, making sure no other unnecessary shots that landed. That was hilarious. Sliding <laughs> freaking elbow. elbow. <laughs> it was just as advertised, though. It was just as advertised. Action and no judges needed. We all knew it was not going to go with judges' scorecards. So. Yeah, no. And I mean, credit to Justin Gaethje making the proper adjustments and just, you know, the guys, they, the fight basically, they picked off where they left off in the last fight. Uh, super close, you know, Justin ended up, you know, being on the wrong side, getting finished in that bout. But the guy that's just not easy to finish, always going out in his shield. Man, I thought Dustin had it, man. Uh, credit to Justin Gaethje and shit, man. He made a big statement and put himself in the talks for the title. Uh, Conor McGregor's talking shit, calling him out. 
we know that fight's not happening, but it may in fact happen though, right, Rudy? Like, what do you think about that one? I like it, man. I like it. I mean, um, I was a little disappointed with the end result. You know, it was kind of bittersweet. And even bringing it up right now, it's kind of my feelings kind of hurt. <laughs> painful, painful to remember that moment that uh, Dustin Poirier got knocked out. Was it because you didn't make money because of that? No, no, yeah. that's not it. Just, oh. Yeah. The, the kind you of know, bets that I put there, they're always a gamble, man, because it's... Uh, but remember remember what we said last week. Who cares who wins? Because this fight was going to be a badass fight. And we called it. It was a badass fight. Yeah. Win or lose on both fighters, it's still one fight that we're all going to remember. And I got to point something out. Um, I don't know if y'all were going to talk about it or not, but... For Joe Rogan and for DC to be comparing that kick to Usman, like, that kick's been around for how long? Decades. You know, that that fake switch kick is been around for years. So, yeah, okay, compare it, sure. But to say that it's the best thing in the world that it has happened lately? No. No, don't say that. Yeah, very unlikely, like, how it played out. Like, the fight was – I mean, who do you guys – I had uh, – Poirier was winning the fight, right? First round, yeah. he cut Justin. Oh, yeah, dude, for sure. We were looking as, – as I was looking at the fight pretty much going that way to the judges and being just a total war. But, man, just Gaethje, man, perfect timing. I mean, they are comparing it, of course, to Leon Edwards making history. Yeah. That was, of course, in the fifth round. But just in the heat of the battle, though, Justin Gaethje – uh, he seen something, you know what I mean, in training, credit to his camp, Trevor Whitman, guy's a genius too, man, and he's drawn up that kick for uh, Rose Namajunas a few times to get the finish. So um, Justin Gaethje sits on top, man, the BMF, the true BMF, but I don't know if he, hopefully he defends it, but I think um, there's probably talk of him, you know, getting the title shot. I don't know if Volkanovski's fighting Islam for the rematch, but I would love to see Justin Gaethje eventually hold the lightweight title uh, undisputed, you know what I mean? Yeah, that would be nice for him to to get that title and to hold for both titles, you know, and, and keep the BMF title and the lightweight. So I think, uh, I don't know, man. I think it's going to happen. Yeah, I have a feeling that it's going to happen. And, 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 you know, as you guys can check out the past uh, episodes, I've been, you know, supporting Justin Gaethje's, you know, for years now. And I've always wanted him to get that, uh, that opportunity to get – the title shot, you know, and, and, and be the champ. Yeah, um, you know, matchup, so, yeah with Islam, yeah. that's a fresh matchup. You know, he's history with Connor, uh, yep. Khabib and that, and then Charles Oliveira, of course, who's beaten everybody. So, you know what I mean? And Charles is in line definitely for the title, but I don't know if uh, it's going to be, uh, be Justin next. Justin Connor is a big-time money fight. And kind of with Rudy, man, I'm leaning towards that fight. Probably will fucking happen. UFC 300 for the BMF title, right? All of a sudden. Probably. <laughs> but the, yeah. the fight, I mean, the event itself, attendance was 18467 The gate was near $7 million. Uh, the UFC loves Utah, man. Like, they're already planning to go back next year. And um, those fans showed out. Credit to them. It was a packed house from the beginning. They were in a bunch of just people showing up for the main card. And I know uh, they, need have, they need to have Post Malone, like, open up, bro. Open up the yeah. event. Hey, just like how Eminem uh, uh, opened up for 
That would um, be cool, bro. He's from, but the he's from Utah, that he isn't he? Up? He's from Utah, isn't he? Yeah. Came out yeah. Hey, yeah. bro, you know what? You can go to um, Kane's Chicken. You know, they, they sell the chicken strips, the famous chicken strips. You know, they, and those happen to be the chicken strips that um, that Pereira ate after he won. As soon as he won, they brought him some Kane's Chicken strips. Anyways, you could yep. buy the Post Malone fucking memorable cup. You know, <laughs> like a collector's cup. You can buy it there at Canes, man. They're like a dollar twenty. We, dude. You can upgrade. We have a we drink. have a Canes here in Albuquerque, bro. <laughs> Go buy one, bro. I, I uh, yeah, I man. I'll put it on the show. <laughs> and I was like, hey, can I get one of those Post Malone cups? My wife really wants one. <laughs> hey, they're gonna be worth the fortune somewhere down the line. Yeah, somewhere down the road, bro. <laughs> dude, when they when they open that Canes here. The wait time to get there was like three hours, four hours. Oh, man. Because, I mean, it's it, okay. It, it, they're fucking chicken strips, you know? <laughs> hey, bro, their I chicken strips are the bomb. Yeah. They are, but when I lived in when I lived in Houston, that's all we would get, bro. We didn't care about KFC churches or anything like that. We go yeah. straight to Kings. Even Popeyes, we would go straight to Kings. Hey, you know what? Speaking of Popeyes, Derek Lewis, man. That oh. Hey, well, before Derek Lewis, so, before we get to that, what happened with him, Alex well, Perea? Let, let's, yeah, let's talk about Perea because he was eating the Canes chicken strips. And I mean, and we'll like, talk about I, Popeyes. Rob, you mentioned uh, DC and Anik and them, and like, I didn't really like how in this fight with Perea and, and Jan, like, they were totally on the uh, Alex Perea train. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, that kick was devastating and like it really wasn't like Jan took some pretty big shots there wasn't a whole lot of strikes landed you know what I mean like if you look at the strike count for both fighters not a whole lot of action uh Alex Perea of course he got flatlined his last fight so I was curious to see how he would come about how he'd approach the fight especially with Polish power you know what I mean so very close fight I had Perea winning two round two of three you know what I mean but it was super close but uh it, I mean it could have been a draw right like easily could have been a draw <laughs> Yeah, it could have been a draw, but, you know, obviously when you leave the hand, you know, the fight in the hands of the judges, I mean, that's something that all fighters don't want to happen. But if you're not a finisher, at least you got to put those points in. You got you got to do that. And I think Alex uh, edged it out a little bit, um, you know, hurting young. Uh, but, you know, it was a close fight, man. It was really, yeah. really close fight. I know one guy who are two people, one of them, Sam Alvey, and he believes Jan, you know, outright won the fight. He had like seven minutes control time, finished the fight with the takedown and landed a little bit more striking. I mean, it's super close. Like it's, uh, I know Chael Sonnen said Alex definitely didn't win the fight. So I don't know, man. Like, I mean, the way I see it is like the jungle wanted Padilla to win, you know what I mean? To, for the potential easy fight uh, for him to fight uh, Yuri Prochaska. They want those fights, and I guess Jan, whatever. But Jan said he got robbed. He was drinking Paps Blue Ribbon in his hotel, and like, like we, we didn't hear from him post fight. You know what I mean? So I mean, I don't know, man. I kind of felt bad for him. I did think like it was super close. It could have gone either way or a draw, and then it's kind of weird at that point. But credit to Alex Perea. He got destroyed. He came back strong, and uh, he's one of those type guys, those kickboxing guys, where they get knocked out and they come back on like a four fight winning streak and. Look at what he's done, you know, coming into the UFC. Yeah. It's unbelievable, man. Yeah, man, I think uh, I, I wouldn't have been mad if Jan would have won because yeah. it, it was a super close fight, man. 
it was really close. And, you know, I think it was one of those type of fights that nobody was going to say, oh, well, this person should have won. Obviously, you're going to get those, you know, casual fans. But I think us hardcore fans, we would have been like, okay, well, I can see why John won this fight or why Alex won this fight. So, but you know what? Kudos to Alex for winning the split decision. Um, yeah. I hope they run it back and and make a make a war out of it. Um, no. I don't know if it's going to happen or if That's it's going to be in tech soon, but um, let's see who they put Alex, uh, you know, in front of him. Hey, but wait, they don't have a, a main event for UFC Sydney, so. Hey. <laughs> Could be, man. The yeah. boogeyman coming to take your marbles again. Yeah. Hey, and it could be it should be Sean Strickland, but according to his management, and I've heard the news that he's got visa issues. They can't seem to get that straightened out, and that's affecting the fight as far as him making the trip down there because we're five weeks out. You know what I mean? Like that's a total disaster not having a main event. Like it's because we'll they don't they don't want me to go down there and and beat the shit out of uh, <laughs> Izzy Adesanya because he's a bitch. <laughs> he smokes ten packs a day. <laughs> Shout out to Sean Strickland. I do hope they get that figured out and get a damn main event for UFC Sydney. Because dude, geez. he needs to he needs to main event a fight and he needs a title shot. Come on, yeah, th- this fight this fight was great, man. Um, you know, it was back and forth. Yeah, like you said, it could have gone either way, man. Um, yeah. Hats off to Michael Pereira. I, I mean, Alex Pereira. I thought he fucking won this fight. Um, yeah. Jan, I mean, he 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 got some takedowns, man, and he controlled, but. I just think Pereira, you know, control the pace of the fight yeah. the end, and and that's kind of kind of you know the last thing in the uh, in the judges' minds is is him just fucking kind of controlling the last you know round and a half. Yeah, it's a strange situation with Jan though, because we know he, that was a weird scenario when you, he was in a draw his last fight, right, with Ankalaev. That was mm-hmm. for the belt. And nobody got the belt. Like, we'll probably never see that scenario play out ever again. Uh, <laughs> Jamal Hill dropped the belt. So the 205 division is weird. The belt keeps playing hot potato. And we don't know when Gary Pajaska is coming back. But like I said, they they want Alex in those fights. You know what I mean? Obviously, they didn't want Jan and the judges. I don't know, man. They, they may have screwed it up, but they want Perea basically in yeah. those fights. Yep. Uh, uh, quick but, shout out to uh... – um, our viewer here at, um, in LinkedIn, Miss Vicky Jackson. Thank you for watching and supporting. Yeah, Sorry, David. Down. Yeah, no, moving down on the card. <laughs> Who knew Derek Lewis was going to channel the Masvidal knee? Coming oh, in. my God, bro. That was crazy. Because I think uh, Delima said he's like all of his teeth are loose now and he can't eat and like what? That, that knee fucked him up. You know what I mean? So Derek Lewis doing the most. Uh, the po- we knew something crazy was going to happen post fight and he delivered, <laughs> man. And um, using the mic well, I know it's his last fight in his contract, so he kind of he has the options now. Like people are saying, go to PFL and fight in Ganu. PFL, make that money, bro. That's that's CKFC what I, I'm saying. Is interested in him? Nah, nah, nah. He needs to go to PFL and and okay. go and fight in Ganu and make make, make that an easy two million, easy. And uh, you know, go live your life, Black Beast. You deserve it, man. That dude is funny yep. as hell. I don't think the the UFC. Maybe they they might actually match it. I mean, he's got the most. 
knockouts in in heavyweight history yeah. and he's yeah. he's like a fan favorite bro no i don't know anybody who hates Derek lewis um maybe yeah. his wife but, uh, <laughs> no i'm just kidding bro he talks about her a lot it's funny but yeah nobody expected that shit out of nowhere and his post-fight interview was hilarious dude i love Derek lewis I mm-hmm. hope the UFC will give him at least two million dollars. Yeah, but he could do it in one fight. You know what I'm saying? He yeah, could do more. He could make more money in one fight at PFL fighting freaking Ngannou. Right? Yeah, he and... made pretty good paydays though too. I recall when he did fight what DC at Madison Square Garden, he got upwards of like 1.5 million for that fight. So he has been paid pretty good, pretty handsomely since then. The contract situation since then, I don't know. We just know that this indeed was a uh, last fight on his deal, and he's got some options, man. And he goes out with the win, which is, I mean, at heavyweight, he's fought the best in the world. So, I mean, but so we saw a different Derek Lewis uh, Saturday night. Yeah. We saw Derek, we saw we saw a Derek Lewis weighing in with abs. Okay, he looked lean and. He looked mean. I changed my pick, dude. You know, after seeing him at, at Wayne's, I was like, nah, Bro, I pick Derek Lewis. I should have done that. <laughs> <laughs> then he comes in on fight night, still with some abs. Like, yeah. And then he does that flying knee. And, uh, dude. Didn't he, uh, what, didn't he throw his cup into the crowd, too, and everything, right? Yeah, Blood, he threw his yeah. cup oh, into no, the crowd. That moment, bro, that moment just it, it made it an automatic 10 for me. It made an automatic. Hit. I didn't care how the rest of the fight, the 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 night ended. It was a solid ten, and it ended as a ten for me, bro. That this event was a fucking ten for me from start to finish. There was maybe one, maybe Sanders fight of the night, but I guess we'll get into that later. Yeah, no, I mean, sad moment of the night. Tony Ferguson, Bobby Green was gonna choke him. Like that was just, I don't know, man. That hurt, man. Seeing Tony, my boy, go out like that. But the eye poke compromised Tony. Take the eye poke and jug off. And it's not an excuse, Tony said. I mean, it's just Bobby Green's a madman. And, man, that fight was – it was Tony Ferguson will always leave it all out there in the cage. And now on a six-fight streak, like, I just think of guys that had – feel like that happened to them. Like, I think of, like, Henan Burrell, uh, who else, just a big fall from grace where they're undefeated, uh, undisputed champs, losing six in a row, getting knocked out every time. Kind of like uh, – what's his name? Cody Garbrandt, which is he's still relatively young, uh, you know, top of the world, beating Dominic Cruz, then getting knocked out like five straight times. You know what I mean? So yeah. Tony Ferguson's, what, 39 years old, going to be 40. Um, Man, that one. Now, Tony's 40, I believe. He's turning he, 40. So, he yeah. was 40 already? I thought he was yeah. younger. Yeah, no, Tony's an OG, man. He's a master splinter. So, but yeah. seeing the master go out, Rob, whew, that one hurt, right? <laughs> I can pick him to win. <laughs> freaking Birdo with that freaking evil laugh. That was, that's an evil laugh, Birdo. Seriously, that's an evil ass laugh. Look, oh, I mean, come on. You got Tony, Tony Ferguson has not been the same in the last six fights, okay? Um, well, the last five fights now with this sixth one. It's, it's just really sad to see fighters of that high of caliber coming in and just not being able to win against guys that he should be able to beat. Oh, yeah. No, any day, like no. Tony Ferguson, like Kevin, I mean, uh, Bobby Green, if this fight happened three years ago, Tony probably starches him. You know what I mean? And that was still Tony losing 
two in a row or whatever, but now it's six losses in a row. Yeah, I don't, dude, know, going next. I, I don't know what the UFC has and plans for Tony. He's always been a company man. He stepped up on a day's notice to save the Nate Diaz shit show with Chimaev. You know what I mean? So, oh, I remember that. Yeah. Look, if if the UFC um, continues to book fights with Tony, I I hope that they um, keep in mind that Tony is getting murked. <laughs> Uh, he's his own worst enemy, but he's just a madman, you know. So. Yeah, but it's not healthy, man. You know, CT comes to play. Um, yeah. It's just, uh, it's a bad situation with Tony Ferguson. Being the yeah. way that he fights and how he fights, I think it's a bad situation for him, health-wise yeah. and mentally. It's it's going to hurt him in the long run. Um He's got you know, things going on outside the uh, cage, too. I know he's got his gym. He's got a couple business ventures. So he does have stuff in place where, like, Tony, you know, probably, I mean, he gets paid pretty decently, so I can see why he's taking fights. But I think, yeah. like, you got the point now where he maybe doesn't need a fight. May, in fact, maybe once a year he might take a couple more. But Tony's at the end of the road. I don't know who they match him up with. It's kind of crazy the situation he's in. But hopefully he's good. You know what I mean? I think the highlight of Fight though, what I loved, it's the fight that I've always wanted to see. Bobby Green finally called out Jim Miller, and that fight needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. And Jim Miller's fought everybody except Bobby Green. Except Bobby Green. Yeah. How epic would it be, uh, Jim Miller? What did he start out on, like UFC 31 or something, and he's fighting on UFC 300? Yeah, that's real shit. Against that's Bobby cool. Green, too. Yeah, yeah. Say that there. That's his 300 fight. Yeah. Put on that card. Man, yeah, I love that that he, that he called him out. And uh, Bobby Green, man, he's going to continue to fight these exciting fights and uh, high-profile bouts, so I love that. Did Bobby take it on short notice as well against Tony? Or no? No, no, they were – yeah, this fight's been slated yeah, for a while. Okay. But, but uh, moving down on the card, uh, I was not surprised at all that Kevin Holland ran through Michael Piesto. I, was, I thoroughly enjoyed that. I enjoyed the hell out of that submission. I don't know why. It's just, I'm not, you know, like, I don't hate chess yet. I just enjoy when he loses. <laughs> we, we spoke about it too, though, and we knew he had uh, back problems and he'd been out on Hold the up. for a couple years. So. Did this did this dude just call him Chessia? Yeah, is that <laughs> yes. his name? Chiesa. Chiesa, whatever. Chiesa, Chiesa, Chessa. <laughs> Yeah, amazing stuff from Kevin Holland. That guy is a savage, man. Like, I don't know if he goes back to 185. I kind of like him at 170. And shoot, the way the 170 division's going down, like, there's some, there's some talent. There's some guys ducking each other. We know that the the welterweight title is still not booked. Uh, Leon Edwards, Colby still got some business to handle. Young up and coming killers. Shavkat, of course, his fight dropped out with Calvin Gastelum. So. I don't know, man. I think Kevin Holland's crazy enough to even take on Shavka. I don't know. Maybe they booked that. Maybe he steps in. We'll see. But count on Kevin Holland to fight somebody soon. For yeah, sure. for sure. <laughs> Moving down on the card, an absolute stud and a savage. Speaking about 170 killers, Gabriel Bonfim is an absolute oh, savage. dude. Yeah. This guy is uh... – didn't we all pick Bonfim to win? Yeah, yeah I believe. Right? So, I mean, but to win by submission, the first round, the first minute, dude. I picked that. 
he's deadly, man. I mean, he he's is going to continue to fight. But he's undefeated, of course. But he's going to continue to fight some big names and just put a stamp on like I'm here, top fifteen material. And shoot, he goes out there and just gets it done, man. So like, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a quick turnaround and gets a because Trevin Giles is a pretty you know pretty badass dude too, you know, and he ran through him like nothing. So look out, yeah, Gabriel Bonfim, he's going to get a big name next fight, I believe. So. Uh, fight, well, I don't know, Rudy, what, you said no sandwiches? I thought maybe this C.J. Vergara, Vince. Yeah, that, that was my sandwich fight of the night, bro. <laughs> yeah, 100%. That, that, that fight was kind of a snooze fest. It was, but, man. yeah, overall, the card itself, I'd have to give it, like, an 8. I'm not going to give an outright 10. Rudy gave it a 10. I gave it an 8. <laughs> it started out good. I really loved that early bout with the Euros Medic. Uh, getting hurt and coming back and smoking uh, Matt Samuel or Samuelsberger because that guy's a yep. savage too, man. So, bro, Derek Lewis made it a solid ten, bro. I don't care <laughs> about any other fight other night. I'm serious. <laughs> Just seeing Derek Lewis open open up with a flying knee and ending bro. the fight the way he did. Um, I mean, and then the post fight interview. Come on, bro. Yeah. You can't tell me that wasn't a solid ten just for that shit alone. Right, I'll hey, give it a nine, I guess, for that. Hey, I give it was if Dana White was there, I would have gave it a ten. That's the elephant in the room. Where was Dana? I heard he was on a yacht and he brought a casino on the yacht just to be out there and <laughs> gamble and like crazy. Like that's Dana White, right? Like, Must be nice. Must be nice. And they need to pay Wonder Boy, but I heard that the people were pissed off about that. But I think uh, the real details about it is he has some stipulation in his contract where if he doesn't take the fight or like an alternate bout or alternate opponent, that the UFC is not a they don't have to pay him. So some That's fighters have, yeah, some fighters have those clauses in their contracts. So and Wonder Boy, man, I wouldn't sign that shit. But he's actually one. If I, if I get to the fight and I make weight, your ass better pay me because I fulfilled my contract for that for that fight yeah it's something along the lines of that uh but um i heard luke thomas talk about it a little bit but um wonder boy is kind of one of those fighters where he doesn't really have to take the fight he's pretty well off but there's some fighters where they gotta fight if they make weight they get the ufc offers them an opponent i don't know if they offered anybody else to stephen thompson that night but something uh kind of funky happened there and uh UFC's not obligated to pay him, but hopefully Dana, man, drops him a couple of those $10,000 Red Rock casino chips, you know, like... Hell uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was, uh, concluded the card. I mean, history's always... How about Cop Yeah, well, that, he's a killer, too. He's a chase... That was a nice... That was a nice that, that sounded like a fucking baseball bat, smacking somebody across the head. It was <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, he's a low-key killer. That's why I said early portion of the card, it set it off nicely. But, um, yeah, 8 to 10, we, it was a great card overall. Just mm-hmm. Dana not being there, they ain't going to get my 10. If he was there, <laughs> 10. But, but on that same night, too, you're not a real fight fan. If you didn't watch Errol Spence and uh, Terrence Crawford, I was like I had to re-watch it because I was watching UFC, of course. But um, most boxing fights, you don't really – like fighters don't land clean throughout the entire fight. You know what I mean? This fight, Crawford, every shot he landed was clean. Destroyed. You know what I mean? Errol Spence, I mean, credit to him for making the fight happen, but it wasn't even close, man. I mean, the weight cut, both guys have had their trials and tribulations, injuries, stuff, and they made the fight happen. Maybe they do a rematch, but Crawford's got both belts. 
Man, he made yeah, it. What's his face has a clause in it? A, a rematch clause. Yeah, okay. Well, if they do it again, they do it in the at the 154, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Crawford looked real good that night. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, Bud's on another level. He definitely is. So and Caleb Plant, for Spence. Caleb Plant slapped Jamal Charlo right in the back. Yeah, dude. Up. What the fuck was that all about? <laughs> yeah, that's boxing. It was about being a man. <laughs> that's what you yeah. do, bro. When when somebody steps up in your territory, and they want to fucking they want to front like, like or something, power you gotta slap. go up and yeah, you, you gotta go and slap them or you punch them. You punch them if you respect them. You slap them if you don't respect them. So and you back him because he respects him. You know, so I expect, uh, you know, I expect to see a fight. Yeah, but but Crawford is top notch, and I mean, the, I don't know. I don't see anybody beating him anytime soon. Even in a rematch, no. I don't know. The weight no. cut didn't help. You know what I mean? So we'll see. But um, yeah, that should conclude. Well, last Saturday night, like I said, you didn't watch Ryzen all night long, tweeting every fight, every round, the press conference. Yeah, Juan Archuleta, but he took, he got the win. But Pitbull, there were some legit bouts. Like, what, yeah, wasn't that that, that jujitsu event in uh, Albuquerque last weekend too? Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah I, I was watching that. I couldn't remember if it was last weekend or the weekend before, but I was watching yeah. that. That was it. Was that Friday? It was fight to win, right? Fight to fight win. Fight to win. win yeah. Friday. My yeah, my nice friend, point. our our friend of, of sitting ringside, Natalie, Natalia, she uh, won her match. Uh, my boy uh, Ray Viza won uh, his match. Um, I think he broke his uh, the guy's rib or something like that, slamming him or trying to yeah. submit him. I think he uh, he won. Uh, um, so yeah, Natalie Speed, shout out to her. Uh, we need to get her back on the show. Um, uh, yeah, it was a it was a pretty cool event, man. It was at the hotel where we where I used to cover where me and David used to cover uh, King of the Cage. Um, yeah, so yeah, we're, we're that venue, we me and David know that place like the back of our hand, man. Um, but that place is nice. The way you they know the back of your hand. Yeah, both. These manotas. <laughs> yeah, sandwich. Last, last Saturday, you had to be a real fight fan though to get all that in in one night. And the Dana White Challenge. Yep. Yep, yep. <laughs> that concludes UFC 291. Before we get yep. to our picks and predictions for – we'll touch on Bellator – I mean, sorry, we'll touch on PFL, Jake Paul and Nate Diaz. We'll talk about that. And we'll do our picks and predictions for Corey Sanhagen and Rob Font. But before we get to that, it's that time of the show where we're going to talk about some – What are we going to talk about, boys? Some outside the Cajun news. Man. Side the, the cage news. Yes, again, uh, <laughs> there's definitely a lot to talk about. We're going to try to squeeze in as much as we can. I'm going to start with some fight bookings because there are some really cool matchups that got announced. Starting with, have we ever had two guys that have been on the show fight each other on a UFC card? We're going to see it. Fer Padilla, our boy, Kyle Nelson, a primo. Of- <laughs> Dude, when I, I saw that, I was like, wait a minute. We just had these two guys on our show, and now they're going to fight each other? Months. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's a, that's a legit matchup. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't see that coming, bro. Yeah, I saw I that. I, I was like, that. that is super fucking weird. They were both on mm-hmm. our show yeah. recently, and now they're fighting each other. It'd be cool to yeah. have them both 
both jump in on on a call. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, that would be dope if we could get them both, both of them at the same time. That'd be funny. Yeah, hey, you know what? When is their fight? It's the uh, UFC card, the Mexican Independence Day, the Noche, UFC Noche. September 16th, 15th. Okay. Yeah. Let me do some texting and see what I can do. Yeah, and that card is legit, man. I mean, we talked about it last week. I heard something about it, but I didn't see Kyle Nelson's name attached to the opponents or Fed. So I don't know if there was other um, guys offered. Of course, Fed's going to take the fight. You know what I mean? He wants to fight on that day. Kyle Nelson just had a pretty damn good performance, so. Somewhat of a quick turnaround. I've seen uh, Kyle already working in the gym. Uh, Fed's always working out there, Team Oyama guy. So that's a really, really legit matchup. Like, you know, these guys are trying to make their mark uh, up-and-comers in that division. Yeah. So talk more about Fed or, you know, Mark, if you'd reach out to Kyle, maybe we can yeah, get to do some individual stuff or have them both jump on, whichever. Yeah. Much, much love for both guys, both great dudes. You know what I mean? And Fed, he's amazing, man. Great guys. Yeah. And they, there is a – yeah, because that card is the UFC Independence Day. We know we lost Shavkat and Calvin Gastelum, so they need to get Shavkat to fight. Dude, yeah. fucking Galveston, man. Galveston. <laughs> Gastelum. Galveston. Gastelum. Why do you got to train so fucking hard? And why do you have a sparring partner that is going to be doing stupid shit like that? He's got the most canceled fights, 13 fights. He does. Canceled. Yeah. He does. I think he has Chris Brown beat. I don't know. <laughs> Most of those are Chris Brown's opponents not wanting that smoke. We know that. So, but yeah. Uh-huh. But uh, we do, moving on on fight bookings, we do have a legit 205 matchup where Johnny Walker against uh, Magomed Ankailev. Legit, man. I love the fight. Man, Johnny Walker, you know, had a rough start in the UFC, a lot of hype. And um, I think he's on his path to being like a title contender. And if he does get past on he's right there. And he's a big boy, kind of like Perea. I think he's probably like taller than Mich- or nobody's bigger than Alex Perea, right? That dude's just no. huge. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but I love that they announced that fight because yeah, that moves the 205 division forward. Uh, Yuri Pajaska, we don't know when he's coming back. The belt is vacant and we've got Alex Perea possibly fighting for that belt too. You know what I mean? It's going to be good, man. Yeah. Jonathan Martinez is fighting Adrian Yanez. That's Jonathan Martinez is an absolute savage. Dude, that guy is a rising star in that division. Mm-hmm. Yanez has fought for the belt. Uh, he hasn't looked too good lately. I think he may, in fact, be, you know, toward the end of his contract there. So, uh, Jonathan Martinez, I know a good friend of our boy Roy, Hot Sauce down in Clovis. Shout out to Roy Sacedo. Yeah. And who did he, uh, he leg kick? TKO'd who his last fight, right? He's nasty. Um, forget his opponent. Was it Cub Swanson? Um, I can't remember. Yeah, I believe Jonathan Martinez. He, uh, I think he injured Cub Swanson. TKO Lake. Beaten legends. I don't know, maybe, maybe you really can can look that shit up. Yeah, but what do you, what do you guys think about uh? Because Shavkat not having a fight. What do you guys think about Wonder Boy maybe getting that turnaround and fighting Shavkat? I mean, Wonder Boy is ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yes. know, I mean, he's fight ready, so why not do it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they get well. It's kind of a quick turnaround, but I, I hope they do get that fight. Uh, I mean, if it's not a well, Bilal Muhammad's out there, right? But Bilal Muhammad and Shafkat actually pretty legit. But I love to see Wonder Boy and Shafkat because that's kind of like old school, new school. Like that's the real deal, right there. You know what I mean? I love mm-hmm. that fight. So UFC matchmakers out there, I know they're 
announcing fights. Well, what do they do? Like the Tuesday war room deal. And that's when, that's where like these fights came from. But I know for sure, Shafkat's going to get a fight. It's got to be a big name though, right? It can't just be some debut UFC guy, right? <laughs> like, Yeah. But you know, they, they listen to our show because yeah. a lot of the matchmaking that we do kind of happens the following week. All right. Well, in that case, Nick Diaz against Shavkat. Fuck it. <laughs> I'm for it. Yeah. But yeah, there's a couple others. Uh, Mar- Big Marcel broke the news. Uh, Rudy, which is the one you're talking about? The uh, Lando Venata's dropped out. And um, oh yeah, that? it's it's uh, Terrence McKinney. Oh, that's right. Okay. Who's he fighting? Hold on. Yeah, Lando Venata dropped out. Uh, it's a last minute uh, replacement. So it's like he's fighting in two weeks, man. Yeah, I think they added what uh, Big Marcel, uh, Brian Battle versus AJ Fletcher. That's added to UFC 79, uh, September 23rd. Yeah, he's fighting uh, Mike Breeden. That's right. Okay. So, yeah, some interesting fight bookings. I mean, shoot, they're, uh, they're still missing a main event for Sydney, and we don't have Colby <laughs> versus Leon. So, and yeah, we'll wait to see what finds out there. But, but a little bit more outside the cage news. Apparently, there's bears 